Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now i don't know but it sounds cute it was on a i had a creepy porcelain doll (laughs) that would play that (laughs) really Yep. Oh, that is creepy. Yeah. I don't like dolls. I don't Porcelain either. or otherwise. I don't either. And it was red haired and it was really weird. Mm-hmm. It was creepy. Yeah. It stayed in the box. Ooh, my grandmother used to give them to me. She had a bunch. And I could never walk down the hallway at night with my eyes open because I felt like they were always staring at me. Mm. I don't like that's creepy. Yeah. I used to have nightmares about dolls when I was a kid. Yeah. And so like the more realistic they are, the creepier they are to me. Oh, yeah. Like, the ones that pee. Ugh. The ones that blink. I don't know. <laughs> the ones that talk and move and exist. The only baby doll that I really liked as a kid was the water babies. Do you know what a water baby is? Mm-mm. It was like, it was a baby that you filled with water. And the jingle, I don't know how I know this, would go, it wiggles and jiggles and feels so real. It's my water, baby. Oh, dear God. Yeah. It was great, though. I loved that thing. Oh. Yeah. So how's your week been? It's been good. Yeah? Uneventful, I think. Well, that's good, considering how eventful your last couple of (laughs) (laughs) times we've seen each other have been. Oh. Well, person I know has died. Oh, no. That my cousin's... Oh, yeah. That was this week. My cousin's boyfriend and had a very mysterious encounter with, I don't know, bugs. (laughs) But there's no bugs. I don't know. My coworker thinks I might be, like, allergic to something because there aren't any bugs. But my entire hand swole up. Like, I could not work. I had to leave work because it was that bad. And then the next day, my arm was swollen, but I could still work because it wasn't my hand. Right. But... And then my eye was swollen one day, but that went down real fast. It only happened. Have you changed, like, laundry detergent? I don't think so. Anything? No, no, nothing I can think of. Have you been stressed out? Not like, no, not really. That's weird. I have no idea. So I've been sleeping in the guest room for a few days, Uh and so far I don't have any new spots. Well, that's good. So hopefully that's over with. I don't know what the hell that was. I don't know, that's weird. There's always something going on with me. <laughs> always. Oh my god. So, didn't you have a funny story to tell? I do. I do. Um, so, as you know, wearing a mask has become the new thing. Yes. And we wear them, I wear mine at work almost constantly, which is really rough because it gets so hot. But, I, uh, I have a little drawer where I keep like little snacks and things so that I can grab something if I'm hungry and normally there's candy in there because I have a sweet tooth Mm -hmm. and I had grabbed a couple jelly beans one day and I heard
heard the front door open like a customer was coming in so I went to throw the jelly bean in my mouth completely forgetting that I had a mask on so it bounced off my mask <laughs> onto the counter the customer saw the whole thing oh, like no. it was super embarrassing and I was just like I can just imagine the disappointment in your eyes when it didn't so, go in your I, mouth like, I was so sad and it was jelly belly so it was the good ones Aww. I know Aww. it was sad it was funny. <laughs> I was like, well, shit. Mask wearing problems. <laughs> I was about to say first world problems, but whole world problems. No, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty universal. Uh-huh. Oh, man. So, hi, everybody. Hey, how are y'all? It's Paige. I love how I said, how are y'all, like they could respond to me. Hi, boys and girls. <laughs> how are you today? That just goes to show what kind of a mood Holly and I are in already. <laughs> Drunk. <laughs> maybe just a little. Well, not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. Wine drunk, maybe. And tipsy. Hard Wine cider tipsy. drunk. Yeah. So not too bad. Yeah. I was going to make a drinky drink for tonight, but we decided to be lazy and just drink wine, and I have Angry Orchard, because mm-hmm. I don't drink beer. Angry Orchard is great. It's so good. That's, I love, if I have to, like, if it's like a beer situation, I'll typically go toward like a cider like that, because I don't really like beer either. Mm. And I feel like it gets me there way faster than beer does. Probably. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. So anyway, anything new going on in your life? Nothing, not, no. (laughs) Other than, like, the craziness that I just said. Oh, know. yeah. Nothing exciting. Unless should, that's exciting. Should I talk about what's new in my life? If you want. My boss owes me dinner. Nice! Yeah. So, um, one of my favorite teams, uh, Major League Baseball, one of my favorite teams is the Yankees, and my boss's favorite team is the Red Sox, and they had a, um, a series this weekend, and so I bet I'm going to say, hey, if the, if the Red Sox can beat the Yankees, I'll buy you dinner. And if, you know, opposite. If, mm-hmm. And he's like, I like that. <laughs> so, bam, no one can beat the Yankees, man. Woot, woot. Oh, God. The woot woot. Not the woot woot Not again. Not the woot woot. Not the woot woot. Just the one time. You had your one, cha- your one allowance of woot woot. That wasn't even a good time. Yes, it was. It was a good time. Go (laughs) Yankees. It was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really sorry about last time, guys. I don't know what was wrong with us. We were a little weird. It was different. It was fun, though. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) sound down. It's about to be like, damn. (laughs) Fuck you, too. (laughs) Okay. So. Uh, Yeah, but we're back. Third. And final episode of Given yes. by Nandy Taylor. Let's jump into it because, honestly, this book was so good and you've had so long now to read it that you should just read it because yes, it's so good. And I know we'll probably end up picking out a part some more this time, so let's jump into it. Let's just jump into it. Okay. Uh, last we left y'all. 
Weish, Weish lost his sense of smell. Sorry, the computer stopped recording for a second. Oh. It started again. Yes, Weish had lost his sense of smell because Noriaga threw the poison powder stuff up his nose. Poor dragon. Poor dragon. Ouch. So he hasn't been talking to Yenny because obviously he's mad at her. But um, Hearth tells Yenny what happened. Even though um, Weish tells him not to tell Yenny because they're not talking right now. I don't remember why they're not talking. Because he, she said that he was... Oh, nothing. yeah, he was... Yeah, yeah. that's right. Because he got his feelings hurt. Right, but Hearth is like, no, she kind of needs to know this. So... <laughs> Cat. <laughs> so, Yenny... Oh, Daisy, damn lay it. down. Okay, so Hearth tell, told Yenny about it. And says, you know what, you need to know this because this means that you're probably in danger too. Um, and... When she hears all this, she realizes she misses him, like, a lot. Yeah. And, but she's like, you know what, maybe I should leave him be right now, because he probably hates me. So, then Yanny goes to rune class, and Devon demonstrates a new rune, and it is, happens to be a sacred and secret rune of the Watazi tribe. Uh, so, apparently... What had happened was... So what had happened what was... What happened was... This dude, Magnus, whatever, he's like... I don't know. I don't even know what he is. Well, he's a friend of... Of... He's crushing. And he, like, basically, like, infiltrated the tribe. <laughs> he crushing it. He crushing it. <laughs> oh, Lord. who are supposed to, each tribe has their own secret rune and and like every other tribe respects that no one else is supposed to know that rune and the only people in that tribe that know it are like, like the the witch doctor types and the royalty yes, types like it yes, depends on the rune right so very few people would know these um and he was creeping on them right and he basically gained their trust got in and ha- Convinced him to teach them, convinced them to teach him their secret rune. Well, not all of them teach, like, I don't think he, they specifically taught him. I think he was watching them. Oh, he spied. Yeah. Yeah. Like, legit, he was creeping on them. Yeah, and he spied, and so now he's gonna, like, share this with the whole world, and this is, like, very, gonna be really devastating to that tribe, because that is their biggest weapon yeah it would be like basically it would be like somebody went and peeked through your grandma's window while she was making her prize recipe yes and wrote it down and then sent it out to everybody tweeted it out to everybody yeah basically basically so yenny is very she's furious at this and um and she's mad at Devon for even demonstrating it to everyone. And But Devon's like, I'm sorry, I didn't know. And there's nothing we can do about it because this is going to go... This is going to go viral. Like, <laughs> right. Everyone's going to know about this. This is a done deal. Like, we've already done this. And... Right. So, um, 
and Yenny is starting to realize that he has no respect for runes. Right, and that's what's really making her furious more than anything. It's not, it's more like he doesn't have respect for the, the people. Right. The culture. Right. He's using it for his own purposes, and it's... Disgusting. Yeah, it is. Very disrespectful. So, um, later, Yenny confesses that she really likes waste to Deidre, and she said, um, and Deidre says that she should go to him, so she does, and, um, she goes to see him, and he looks horrible, like, well, he's hella depressed. Yeah. He's been not bathing, and has he been drinking? Yes. Drinking a lot, and... I thought it was really funny when she showed up. He was like typical bachelor, like, oh my goodness, let me clean up a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they have they have this moment and they apologize to each other and she confesses that she has feelings for him and he says that he still feels the same. And they go on they he cleans up and then they go have dinner. Yeah. And it's like romantic and it's like, oh yeah. They're and cute. it's really they sweet. like each other. And I love where he takes her for their dinner mm-hmm. because, don't forget, he can't smell. So he takes her to this special island restaurant where he has worked for the people doing deliveries and such. So he knows them very well. And he gets like some kind of super spicy dish so, just so he can taste something. Yeah. Because he has no sense of smell. And the restaurant because it's an island restaurant, reminds her of home, and they have the same kind of music and the same smells, and it's just sweet and super romantic and so thoughtful. Yeah, it's cute. They're in love now. Yay! So now they're a thing, and Yenny gets to meet his family now. Whew. Yeah, that's always... (laughs) That's always stressful. Yeah. Meeting the family. Yeah. So they go and they have dinner with them. And um, Montpierre asks questions about her and about them and points out that Yenny wants to go back home after school, but Weish wants to stay in crush to be a military leader yep. or whatever. And then, and then he points out, well, you know, without your smell, you're not really going to get that far up in the military. And this and, is something Weish hadn't thought about before. Like, right. He he just started to pull himself out of the depressive funk that he's been in because he has Yeti, yeah, with him. And but now he's his whole future plans are changed. Right. His whole world basically got turned upside down, and he he doesn't know what to do. Right. But then. Um, Montpierre suggests that Weish sees his healer. Apparently he goes to, like, this top of the line, or he has connections with, like, this fantastic healer. So Weish um, decides that he's going to go see her. Yanni decides that she wants to... Oh, for 
Oh, so we forgot to mention that, um, you know, Yenny went to, while she and Waish were talking at dinner, she talked to him about Devon and what was going on with the rune and all of that because she wanted his opinion. Yeah. Which speaks a lot because she values his opinion. Right. And, you know, they were trying to decide if she should tell the tribe about the rune and it getting out. Mm-hmm. Or what. So after dinner with his family, with Wish's family, she decides she's not going to tell the tribe specifically about the rune, but she is going to remind, or not remind them, um, warn them about about the, the guy dude. creeping on them. Right. And not to je- trust just anyone. Right, because she can't just tell them about that because that would put her own tribe in jeopardy. The fact right. that... She- they know that another tribe knows their sacred rune. Right. So she decides it's best to not tell them, but to help them out some other way. And, um, but, and then about Devon, she decides, (laughs) (laughs) um, she decides that she won't teach under, oh, no, 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 Kitty, touching. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we have a cat in the room, and she is just wanting to be all involved in all of this. <laughs> you can't love on the microphone. She's so she's so sweet. <laughs> um, so she decides that she's not going to teach under Devon if he continues to teach his, this guy's Giles's stuff. Um, so she tells Devon later, and um, Devon uh, agrees not to not teach any more of that guy's stuff just to keep her on right because he really wants her to be a part of well because he doesn't know what the heck he's talking about the runes right so he agrees he's like that's fair i won't teach anything from that guy anymore because he's an ass (laughs) basically so yenny notices that her father's rune is strengthening um which is great and probably has to do because of the letter she sent them. Right. But now she sees that her mother's root is fading, which is crazy because nothing was wrong with her mother when she left. Yeah, her mother was perfectly fine. But when she gets home, she finds a letter um, explaining that they basically figured out that it's a parasitic demon that feeds on the itchy and causes the illness. Um, they can't, they don't have a way to kill it yet, but it can be passed to another host. So. Obviously, the host is now on her mom. Right. I mean, the demon is on her mom. So I wonder if that, like, gave his body the ability to start to recover and to grow stronger again. Yes. But did the, did it, it, words, it seems to have affected her mom at the same strength that it was affecting her dad. Yeah. So, whereas before it was like a gradual, he's getting worse, then it went into her mom and bam, it's bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That is weird. Yeah. It was just something I was wondering about, like, not that it really matters. Yeah. It doesn't make a difference, but... But, so, like, does that mean the demon is getting stronger? Right. And would it be able to spread without them moving it from one to the other? Possibly. If it gets strong enough to. Which is scary. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's rough. Right, but we don't have anything um, else on that right now. Right, not at all. Um, so she's gotten a couple letters from home. She gets a letter from her brother warning her to be wary of enemies, kind of, you know, older brother stuff. And then her sister writes and says that uh, Natahi, is that mm-hmm. how you say his name? Okay, that's how I said his name. Um, so Prince Natahi, the yeah. guy who she's supposed to marry. Who thinks she should give up hunting and fighting because she's a girl. Right. Maybe sending her a special present that's going to insinuate that he's going to ask her to marry him. So the tradition is that it's like a proposing, like with a ring, like we would in our right. time. Um, the tradition is that he gives her marriage beads. And that's basically the equivalent of, like, giving her a ring. Have you ever seen... Was it George of the Jungle? I don't know. It was one of those jungle movies from the 90s. <laughs> one of those jungle movies? From the 90s. And he gives her a pot. A pot? Yeah. Because when you give a girl a pot, it means that you want to marry her. No, I don't think I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. I just thought of that. A pot? Sorry. Yeah. Like, here, I want you to feed me for the rest of my life. Here's a pot. Oh, that's awful. That is awful. (laughs) Men. Um. Well, your own damn pot. (laughs) Right? So, she writes back to her family, but doesn't mention that she has a dragon boyfriend. And not so much because she's ashamed of him, but because... Politics, you know. Well, and it's a lot to put in a letter. Right, right. That's true. Like, I mean, you know how easily it is to misread a text? Exactly. That's like trying to text your your mom, hey, I'm getting married. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Mom, I met this boy and I love him. My mom would be calling me immediately and be like, um, excuse me. (laughs) Details. (laughs) Well... Okay, that might be your mom. If you texted me and said, guess what? I'm getting married. I would be like, who are you and what have you done with Holly? Yeah. I will pay whatever <laughs> ransom. No, I won't. I'll come kill you. <laughs> what happened? Are you okay? <laughs> Did you fall and hit your head? How drunk are you? Right? Do not get in that man's car. <laughs> That's the most likely scenario. <laughs> Just because he promised he would give you tacos, if you married him, does not mean you can marry him. I will give you all the tacos you want. <laughs> but <Paige> tacos. <laughs> <laughs> but I have tacos and booze. <laughs> okay, sorry, I can't marry you. I have to marry my best friend now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's got more tacos than you. <laughs> Her tacos are bigger than us. <laughs> I thought that was going to go, but I love that how it went there. Yes. <laughs> oh, what we were talking about again? Marriage. <laughs> oh, yeah, the letter's home. Yeah. So, yeah, so she doesn't write about Weish. Um, but later, she tells Weish about um, the demons. 
and he says, um, that's not something you want to just go around telling people. Because here, <laughs> that's a thing. Like, you know, if you remember from earlier, if, like, that's kind of part of their religion. Right. Like, um, oh, if, like, true dragons come back, that's because the demons came back. So, right. like, demons are, like, a big part of their belief system. So, they they believe that they used to roam the earth, roam the earth, and then like I guess the dragons, the real dragons, um, they were all killed. Yeah, but they like somehow got rid of the demons. So yeah. for them to come back, it's basically like the end of the world. Yeah, kind of thing. So he's like, don't don't go around saying that. You're gonna get in big trouble. You're gonna scare a lot of people, and it's gonna be a big problem. I'm really glad you pointed that out because I completely forgot. About yeah, that. I feel like that's gonna be a bigger thing later. Right. Um, so, but she's like, no, I mean, this is something, like, if this is the cause of this disease, we need to figure this out now, like. Before it gets worse and yes, gets like, stronger. She's like, I don't agree with you, like, just because it's, like, you know, you know, taboo to talk about it doesn't mean we shouldn't talk about it, you know? Because if we do something now, we might be able to stop it. Right. And I, I, I love that about her that like, she she's just... so like let's do this like she's so um impulsive not not, not impulsive, impulsive. Well, but she's like impulsive, she's like but... action driven she's yeah. like there's a problem let's fix it you know she's not gonna like well let's see let's wait it out no let's do this now right you know um i like that about her i think that's a great quality that's because she's slytherin she's slytherin yeah that's what it is uh-huh uh-huh yeah um so, Yenny decides to go tell, uh... Maynard. Maynard. I almost called him Mariard. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> that M dude. Uh, Maynard. And he tells her that it's impossible. He would have known about it if it was demons. And he basically just completely tells her, you're wrong. Don't talk about it. Like, you'll be in trouble if you do. Yeah. So, basically, the same thing Waish told her. Basically. But now it's coming from an authority figure, and she's like, I don't understand. Why are you just ignoring all of this? Right. And I love how he's, like, so pompous about it. Like, if it were happening, I, I would, would know. know. Like, <laughs> no, okay, okay. Not everything's about you. Right? You don't know everything that's going no, on? you don't. Um, so she's, like, really frustrated right now. But she really can't do anything. Right. And he also, doesn't he, like, hang on, did you write it down? Oh, yeah, he threatens, like, legal action right? if she, she tells anyone else. So now mm -hmm. she's kind of stuck. She doesn't know what to do. Because then she would be considered, like, a disturber of the peace. Right. You know? So, yeah, so she doesn't really know what to do. Um, so, meanwhile, Waish does go see that healer. And um, so the healer says that it's likely that he'll never be able to smell again. Um, but she gives him a very strong sniffing potion that might help him to recover some of his sense of smell. Right. But it may not ever be back to normal, never fully recovered. So when I read that, I was thinking, like, smelling salts, and he just has, he just has to whip, basically, walk them under his nose. That's basically what it is, because <laughs> he just has to sniff it, like, once in a while. Lavender and Epsom salts. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some frankincense. <laughs> Probably. Eucalyptus. That's what it is. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> that stuff 
a stroke. Maybe some peppermint. Yeah. <laughs> That'll open your sinuses. Right. Um, so, Yenny starts having nightmares about war and... Wait, um, getting hurt. Yeah. Hang on. I have to go move the cat. Come on, Kitty Kitty. <laughs> she wants to be all involved. Come here, Daisy. Come on. You gotta go out. Oh, she's so loving. You, I know. I know. <laughs> but you cannot love on the computer. She's like, I want to be on the podcast. I'm back. <laughs> and sorry for the squeaky bed. We're, we normally record at Holly's, and we're not tonight. and So we're sitting on a big comfy bed, and it squeaks. We're making do. You know. So many hoodles. Uh, Yanny having nightmares. Waish being hurt. Uh, she can't sleep, so she starts... Uh, training instead, because nothing like a good workout to help you sleep. Right. So, um, she's training, and it's like, you know, she's the only one there, because it's late at night, and somebody tries to kill her, but they're, like, kind of lurking in the shadows and throwing, like, you know, ninja stars at her. Yeah. So they, so she can't see who it is. Um, but she gets away, but she is injured, um. But she gets away, and she immediately goes to Waish's, and it's like, somebody tried to kill me, I don't know what to do, I don't know who it was, and he helps kind of dress her wounds, and is like, look, you can't be alone anymore, like, we're gonna have me or one of our friends, like, is gonna, like, walk you to class, like, you're gonna have to stay with me now. <laughs> Around the clock. I almost said supervision. That's not the word I'm looking for. Protection detail. Yes. Yes, you can have a full entourage <laughs> all the time. And, yeah, so now she's staying with him. Right. Basically, she's moving in with him. What a way to... Somebody will kill you if you don't move in with me. Oh, uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Hmm, interesting, interesting. <laughs> I will buy you bookshelves. Uh, let's apply that to real life situations. Um. <laughs> Whatever are you talking about? Hmm. Any hoodles? Um. So I thought it was super sweet that Waish decides to sleep on the roof to yeah. give her the bed. Yeah, to give her some some space, some space and privacy. And she's like. But I don't want to be alone. Yeah. So and then she goes and sleeps on the roof with him. Yeah. And he's in dragon form, and so she just snuggles up to the dragon and goes to sleep. And that wasn't even, like, a one-night thing. Like, it's that like was... that became their routine. They just yeah. slept on the roof together. Yeah. Like, there's a perfectly good bed in the house. Yeah. And they're going to sleep on the roof. <laughs> it's <I> mean, cute. <laughs> dragon, bed. Dragon, bed. I'm going to sleep on the dragon. It's warm. Yeah. It's like a heated blanket, but under your butt. Would that really be comfortable, though? I don't know. Maybe he's a squishy dragon. A squishy dragon. <laughs> Maybe he's like... I don't know. I don't know. None of those dragons were squishy. Maybe she puts pillows down and then sleeps <laughs> on top of pillows. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like how much thought we're putting into their sleeping arrangements. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big deal. <laughs> um... 
so later, like the next day, or a couple days later, Yenny and Waish are walking to class because, you know, she still needs her protection detail. And they decide to take a shortcut through the woods because they're running late. Yeah. And somehow they get separated. Like, it doesn't really explain how. They just, like, one was walking faster than the other, and the next thing Yenny knows, she turns around and Waish is gone. Yeah. And, of course, she's attacked uh, by a rune puppet, which is, how do, basically, it's just this wooden figure that's being magically controlled. Controlled. Yeah. To attack It's like a, a giant marionette is how my brain. Right. And the problem with that is obviously you can't kill it because it's just wood, but it can kill you because that's, you know. So what it's for. What she's got to do is not only defend herself from the rune puppet, but find whoever it is that's controlling it. And stop them right. to make the puppet stop. Right. Which um, sounds very difficult. Yeah. Especially so. since, like, this rune puppet is fast. And as she's fighting, she starts to notice some very specific things that the rune, like, the person controlling the rune puppet is doing. Yeah. Like, making it appear and disappear. Yeah. And there's only one person that she has met that has done that. Yeah. Who was it? Dun, dun, dun. Professor Devon. <gasps> yeah. Wild. I love that you even wrote gas wrote there. Gas. <laughs> <laughs> <Le> gas. <laughs> no, okay, so she, she ends up finding him. And, you know, he's in the woods. And she... Which was very difficult. There was like a, it was like a whole ordeal. She had to like use tactics to figure out yeah. where he would be, but she did it, and she finds him. Cause she's a badass. She is, and she knocks him out. Obviously, ending the puppet. And uh, yeah. So this whole time, who's been trying to kill her is Devon, and she's yeah. like, "Why the hell have you been trying to kill me?" And he's like. For the dumbest reason. I mean, I guess it's not a dumb reason, but it's a dumb reason. Yeah. He's trying to murder her because he wants to see how her protection rune works. Yes, because you, if you remember that moment in his office when he was like, lift your shirt. Yeah. You know, he was interested in her, her protection rune on her stomach. And so this whole time he hasn't really been trying to kill her, but trying to make her feel like she's about to be killed or, you know, like. Or could her. have been killed. Right. Um, in order to see how long test the room, the room. Lasts. yes, ridiculous, right? So putting her in danger just just because he's curious. So um, such a dick. And so she starts to piece everything together. She realizes that when they were in the office with Maynard and the blade fell, he did that. Yep, just so that she would stay. He he knew that she would be able to stop the blade from falling on Maynard. But he put Maynard in danger on purpose. Like this, so he's like a huge dick. This dude's just playing fast and loose with other people's lives. Yeah. Like, they don't even matter. Um, so she knocks him out, and she finds Waish. And um, so they find out, like, they were separated because Devon was using, like, some sort of magic. To yeah, like out. magic fog to yeah, like, separate them. Like, it was this whole right. big thing. Right. Um... 
So, um... They go to the Peacekeepers, and of course it all comes out how she's a princess, and everything. Basically, yeah. all of her secrets come out. Now everyone knows everything about her. Yeah. And so her life has, like, completely changed. And I love this part. So Maynard goes up to her and apologizes to her about Devon and offers her to take his place as a professor of rune lore. Can you and, imagine? She's not even done her first year and they've made her a professor. Yeah. But then she's <laughs> like, she puts him in his place real fast. She's like, okay, you know I'm a princess now, and now you're gonna, instead of paying respect to me, you're gonna offer me a job to work under you. Yep. Like, she's like, okay, what I'm gonna do, I am gonna accept this job, but you're gonna pay me triple what you paid him. And you're going to take this demon thing seriously. Yeah. and so, Badass bitch. Yeah. And so she's like, okay. And then he accepts. Yeah. And like, yeah. It was great. Like, she's just like her prince. She's like, I don't have to pretend anymore. I am a princess and I'm going to tell you what the fuck to do. Like, right? <laughs> I am great. I am three times more qualified than that motherfucker was, so you're going to pay me accordingly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Amazing. I love it. So then, Yeti and Waish, you know, after all of this, are are talking and having their little, ooh, couple time. Yeah. And Yeti tells Waish that she is willing to marry him. Aww. They're going to get married. Yay. Yay. She agrees to be his given. Yay. And then they do it. And then they was fucking. Da da da. Yeah. Finally. No. Okay, so. Right? <laughs> so she, at this point, she does write to her family to tell them about, about him. That she's found Waish and that they're given and she wants to marry him and all that. Um, then Yenny gets a note um, from Carmina, asking her to go to dinner. And so she goes. She's like, I want to make peace with Carmina, you know? Right. She's a nice person, and, you know... I, I really feel bad for... Right. Right, I don't have anything against her or anything. Like, yeah, I want, I want to be her friend. So she goes to dinner with her, and she... Carmina is bringing her to a sketchy place, and she's like, oh, yeah, it's just right up here. It's just right up here. And, like, they end up in, like, an alleyway, and there's, like, nothing there... And when she's like, okay, Carmena, what's going on? And then Carmena uses magic, magic to make her fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Okay. So then later, she wakes up, and she's on this rickety bridge over a gorge with Carmena and Noriago. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, no. So apparently, Noriago had, like, blackmailed Carmena to get her to bring Yenny to him and ended up like like capturing her too yeah so (laughs) he like turned on her well he wasn't supposed to hurt anybody and then because remember Noriago and Carmena were together before before so he was kind of like using her yes and using the fact that she felt like a spurned woman yes Spurned? That's not the right word. That's not what I'm looking for. I don't know. Spurn. That's not right. 
Do you all know what I'm talking, what I'm thinking of? <laughs> because they can tell you. <laughs> they could message us. They could. Anyway, hell hath no wo- fury like a woman scorned. scorned a woman. scorned yeah. woman. Spurned. <laughs> it sounded like you were saying sperm. <laughs> like a spermed woman. Ew. <laughs> Although, you get that shit on me, you better get it off or I'm going to be real pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Ew. Okay. Um, anyway. Um, moving right along. So... Um, now they're both, like, captured. And yeah. they're, like, on this bridge. Noriaga's a dick. Over a gorge, and, like, they're just, like, stuck. And Noriaga leaves them there, and he goes and gets Waish, and he basically baits Waish and makes him follow him to the gorge, and was like, and then as soon as they get there, Noriaga sets the whole place on fire, and he's like, now you get to watch the two women you love burn. Right. Like, evil as hell. But, um... So, um, so then Noriago and Waish fight, and in the meantime, Yenny is basically getting herself and Carmina out of there. She's being a badass yeah, bitch. Yeah, because Carmina's being, like, totally useless. She's not doing anything. And Yenny's, like, half ready to just leave her there. <laughs> but, um, she doesn't. She... She escapes with Carmina, and they get off the bridge, and um, Waish is hurt while he's fighting. It's like this whole whole big fight scene. Yeah, so it's, like, it's, it's big and dramatic, and there's it's fire. It's a lot going on. And there's dragons, and there's fighting, and there's escaping, and long yeah, story and like, short. Nor- and like, wait. Wait, who? His friend's. His friends show up. Hearth and Zooey even show up to help them, help him fight. And between the three of them, they basically like overpower Noriago, and they bring him to the peacekeepers, and he's put in prison because now he just attempted murder. Right. So of three people. So now he's finally gone for good. We think. We think. And uh, Yenny gets a short letter back from home saying that. Waish can come with her, and, like, there's, like, it's it's kind of freaking her out a little bit how accepting they are. There's, like, no real, no real questions about it. Right. They're just, like, oh, cool, bring him home, and yeah. then we can discuss the matter when you get here, and, like, we're happy for you, bring him home, and we'll talk about it further then. Like, huh. it's a little fishy, you know? Like, there's no, like... No questions, no... like. There's what just, about the prince that we... Right. We're all in agreement that you were going like, to marry to save them. Okay, cool. You know, we're happy for you. Bring him here and we'll talk about it. Like, what does that mean? You know, you saying it out loud makes it seem way less accepting than the way I read it. Yeah. But it's like they accepted him, but at the same time... It's like they were scared to write about it in the letter in case it was intercepted. See, I didn't even think about it that way. I guess I thought... I don't know. But it s- oh. makes it sound like something else is going on. Yeah. That is really fishy. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but we find out that Montpierre is dying. And so Waish goes to see him. And Waish feels a little guilty about the way that he's 
bend towards Montpierre. Yeah. Especially now that he knows the whole story and knows that Montpierre knows the whole story. And they end up making peace. And Which is great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, helping a dying... Montpierre actually tells him that he's sorry for the yeah. way he treated him. And yeah. it was... It was nice. They didn't necessarily bond, but, I mean, at least they buried the hatchet. You know, right. At the very end of it all. And then... Yenny and Waish decide that after school they will go over and what do you mean Waish takes his post? That's what they said. They said after school and after Waish takes up his post in the military then they will pay a visit back home to her home together. So he's still going to join the military with his? That's what they said. Huh. They said, after school and after you join the post, we'll... So, basically, they're not moving back to Yenny's home, but they're going to go visit. Right. Interesting. I know. And then that's where the book leaves. Yeah. And it's like, see, that's what I was saying. I was so frustrated at the beginning that I said in the beginning that I was frustrated by the end because it's like there's so much left open. I feel like there was almost no closure at all. Like, the only closure you even kind of get is that Noriago's locked up. Right. But you still don't have any back, any more backstory on him, you know. Like, is he going to get back out? Is that story, part of the story really over? Like, there's just so many questions and, like, stuff left unsaid. So that... So I'm hope Is there going to be a second book? I think so. Yeah, okay. There better be because <laughs> I just... Uh, I like when a book... Okay. It's it's great when a book leaves on a cliffhanger and everything. That's fine. But if you leave me with more questions than answers by the end of the book, I'm not going to feel satisfied, and it's going to frustrate me more than anything. <laughs> See, I'm just, like, excited for the next one. I'm not, like... Oh, I definitely want to read the next one. I definitely love the story. It's great. But I just, I want to know. I want to know. And I, like, now I have to wait for the next book to find out. But it, it is really good, though. I, I do really like the story. And I can't wait to read the next one. Um, so I don't know how to tell if there's going to be a next one on the app. I don't know how to tell. I don't either. I hope there's a next one. There better be. <laughs> Mandy Taylor, we need Please. more stories. Please, we need a part two. We need to know what happens. I have so many questions. <laughs> like, what happens when she goes back home? You know, what's happening with her parents, with her tribe? What Waish. happens with her dad? Yeah, yeah, with her dad, with the demon. I mean, come on. There's so much more left unsaid. And I can't wait. I just cannot wait. I can't either. Oh, my God. It's going to be so good. I just know it. So, yeah, that is finally the end of Given. It was a long ride. It there was. were ups and downs. But it was like, so good. On a dragon flight. On a dragon flight. Oh. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> um, but yes, make sure you um, pick up the book. Like we said, you can buy it anywhere. It was really good. Um, let us know what you think. Sorry. I stopped drinking, and now my brain is like, ooh, bedtime. (laughs) But it's so early. Um, Let us know what you think. You can reach out to us 
on Instagram and Facebook at Booklet Podcast. Or you can email us, booklitpodcast at gmail.com. We do have some new things coming up. Um, we're going to add a little something-something for you all starting next month, I believe. And speaking of next month, Holly, what book are we doing next? Yeah, yeah. No. Yes. China is oh. girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cut that out. <laughs> no, I'm gonna leave it. <laughs> okay, well that's the book after next. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> that's the next book I'm reading. <laughs> I think one of the things that we're gonna change is we're just gonna do one book a month, so we can go a little bit more detailed and not have to rush through it. Um, but we're going to plan on two episodes for each book. So that way we don't have any accidental three episodes because we talk too much in the beginning. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, China's girlfriend might need three. We'll see. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> we'll try. But <laughs> we are going to try to get better at letting you all know what's coming up next so you can get the books and read them in plenty of time um we're gonna have some extra book recommendations we're, we're we're working on things so let us know what you want to hear what you like about the podcast if there's anything you don't like please say it nicely constructive you, criticisms please yeah, please don't be ugly we are sensitive she is <laughs> I am. i'm a sensitive i can take it <laughs> Um, but yeah, I do believe that's all. That went a lot faster than I thought it would. It did. Anything else you want to talk about? It's pretty much it. Okay. Well, don't forget, we're still trying to do the, um, Patreon. I think we're going to do, like, if we can get up to a hundred downloads per episode. So we're at 75 now, basically. By the 15th of the month, we've had 75 downloads. And then by the end of the month, we have 150. Nice. So I want I like to think that that's 75 people listening to this each episode. I don't think that's how that actually works out. I'm probably reading it wrong, but that's how I like to think about it. So let's say we get up to 100 people, 100 downloads, by the 15th and then another 100 by the end of the month and then we'll start doing a Patreon so you all can get start getting cool stuff from us. Ooh. What? Exciting. So tell your friends. Yes, tell your friends or just like listen to it on repeat with the volume down so you don't get annoyed with us. Something. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's cheating. No, we want you to tell your friends. <laughs> okay, tell your friends. <laughs> Tell your, tell your moms, tell your friends. To, don't tell your mom. Never mind. Don't tell my mom. Oh, God, don't tell my mom. Don't tell mine either. <laughs> Just your friends. Just and your, your friends. sisters. Not your moms. Yeah. Uh, but that's all. That's going to be a really short episode. I know. Thank you guys for listening to us. I'm Paige Turner. And I'm Hollywood. Happy reading. Bye. Bye.